0: Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Did you know Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store? Do you like elegant interfaces, gorgeous templates, and quality 24-7 customer support? Look no further than Squarespace. Try it at squarespace.com. our offer code BS at checkout to get 10% off Squarespace. Build a beautiful The third episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is also brought to you by a new home security system called SimpliSafe. Did you know you could go online, find the right security system for your home, and within a few days, have your new home security up and running? It's true. And with no long-term contract, you can leave anytime. With SimpliSafe, your home is safe and secure 24-7 for just 15 bucks a month. My listeners get an exclusive 10% off. Go to SimpliSafeBill.com. And we do not have entrance music yet. I don't call it podcast theme music. I call it entrance music. Like I'm a wrestler. I had a song I was trying to clear and I'm still trying to clear and I've been dealing with an estate and lawyers and it's very exciting and I think I'm going to be able to clear it at some point. But right now I have no song, but I do have a guest, my old, uh, great lamp. Oh, you already look emotional. Are you already emotional? (laughs) Don't cry. We haven't even started the podcast yet. (laughs) It's uh, my old Grantland colleague, Wesley Morris, who now uh, works for the New York Times starting today. You no Uh, longer work for Grantland.
1: I do not. Don't cry. I won't cry. If you cry, I'm going to get... I I can't handle when people cry. You saying that I'm going to cry is actually starting to put me in a place where at some point I could start crying? I don't know what to do. when people... like. I did a podcast
0: with Doug Collins, my friend, last year, and he started to get really emotional.
1: Oh, And I didn't know what to do. And I got scared stop this is not cool I don't want to I don't okay. want to look I, I'm going to be I'm assuming we're going to have other conversations I'm not going to have the first one be me in tears Alex Papadimis and I did our last podcast yesterday yes, and it's on iTunes I, I did not cry mm-hmm. and I was surprised by that but it's you know I'm not as I explained to you I, I told you this before I'm, I'm going to be seeing these people our friends forever yes they're our friends um, so and I'm I think trying I, we to we all get... felt, we
0: all felt sad May, June, July. I think now it's kind of, it is what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think we different things. come to a place of acceptance. And I think that thing good. people,
0: the thing people didn't understand about Grantland was it was about the relationships and people saw the outside. People saw the writing. Yeah, and just the output that people are doing every day—they didn't say how hard people worked. But and I the think fact that we were understaffed the whole time, and people just really gave a shit, and they really worked as hard as possible to get that site up and to make it good, and everybody cared.
1: But I think a lot of what made the site so good and it's so appealing to other people, though, was this camaraderie that we all had. Yeah, you know, I—I f- I don't know who I said this to, but it really was like. We all had an oar in the boat, you know, and we were all, you know, we were really good crew team.
0: Well, Alex said something interesting in the podcast you did with him yesterday where where he was saying as a writer, we had so many good writers and everybody was operating all cylinders that you couldn't mail-in stuff. Right. No. Because no, 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 it would really true. stand out if you sucked. Because on that website, you'd be like, you five or six great things. And I don't mean to, I don't want to come off like Grantland was the greatest thing that ever happened, but... it was. It, it's great. It, was, it, was, it is a great site. We achieved our goal and it was a really good site and I thought it was heading in the right direction. And the problem is, you know, websites are like plants. You got to water them. No, and, it's true. Um, unfortunately, is good at building stuff and creating stuff and launching stuff, but there comes a point where you have to decide, all right, what does this mean? How can we get from point A to point B to point C to point D to point E? And you know, my biggest issues behind the scenes, the last two years, which we've talked about a million times, was just like, just help me help us. Mm -hmm. Like we weren't even on their mobile page until, uh, I think January, like we just had this tiny little hyperlink at the bottom of the ESPN.com mobile site. And you know, it's, you can say like, "Well, they support with salaries and
1: bandwidth yeah.
0: and all that stuff, and it's like that that's that's fine, but there's more that goes into it and you see how when they launched Scott Van Pelt show, mm-hmm. you know a ton of ads, a ton of resources, they blow it out, and they try to make it succeed and I think all of us felt like these guys weren't trying to make us succeed, right, which is a weird feeling when everybody's busting their ass
1: you did a really good job though of keeping a lot of that from us i mean we just sort of made a website (laughs) right and we didn't i mean you and dan knew what what was going on in terms of what we didn't i mean i guess you know if you're sean or you didn't know at all because i didn't know anything i remember
0: we went to lunch with william goldman in what oh, was, was a, it, like the third weekend of April? That was a nice lunch. That was awesome. That was great. And then you and I just walked the streets of New York, and I laid out everything. That was a long walk. Remember that? We literally walked from one end of New York to the other. It we ended up at Pink. It was a beautiful walk. It was a and great you helped day. And you helped me buy clothes, yes. including a sweater that my wife was like, that sweater is great. I figured, was that what, was that one of the things you bought when you were with Wesley? Like, yeah. like I wasn't capable of buying a good figured, piece of clothing. I figured she'd like that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I laid out everything that was going on and you were like dumbfounded. I don't think people knew. I, people you had know, no idea how bad it was.
1: I didn't know until you told me. I didn't know the extent of it until you told me that.
0: Um, I told you who the next editor in chief was going to be.
1: Yeah, you knew everything. I did. knew everything. I knew everything. They were so transparent about it. But you knew it in this way that you kind of had a look... You looked crazy when you were telling me this. So I was like, well, I'm going to listen to this, but I'm also going to just factor in the fact that there's a lot of... You haven't fully recovered from the suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just was... So I was like Mel really like Gibson and conspiracy theory a little bit. And I was Julia. I wasn't really Julia Roberts because I didn't I, I didn't know whether to help you or get you help. <laughs> like it was unclear what had it what to do with that information. So I just went I just went home. I remember I took a nap and I think I got really drunk that night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to a party and drank too much. I try to tell you. No, like, you did. I was like, they did this. They did this. Here's what's happening here. They
0: did this. They did this. They did this. They did this. They did this. And you were just kind of nodding like, wow. Oh my God. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. But at the same time. You're
1: a good therapist that day. Uh, I'm I'm a good listener. And like two weeks later, I was out. I'm a good listener. I, yeah. But that was the thing that you all but said. And, I knew. And yet. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could, you knew you didn't put your, f- I mean, I didn't, it's funny because when it happened, I just, I'm a bad mathematician when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. But I, I quickly did the math cause I didn't, you know, we were all, I mean, everybody. Well, I didn't want anyone to
0: know cause I didn't want it to affect what the site was. Right. Um, you know, obviously they knew, people knew how competitive I am and the suspension, which I really took personally for a variety of reasons. And then the way uh, the ombudsman and all that stuff. And right. just I, I just think it's weird to work for a place that's trying to make you look bad. Usually places try not to make um, some of their best talent look bad. Mm-hmm. It's usually not something a company does. So there was bad blood. And when they took money from me in December, um, that, that was the point of no return. So then it became a way of, all right, how does this not affect the site and I think they figured out that I wasn't gonna come back probably in February, and that's when they started really doing stuff.
1: I mean if you When they moved the
0: Kobe show against the Oscars, when I had Kobe on <laughs> the Greatland Basketball, when they moved that against the Oscars, I was like, Oh my god. Okay. You think that was an FU? Oh, there there was uh, there was twenty FUs. Right. Well They knew I wasn't coming back. They were all and this is what I was telling you when we were walking the streets. I was like, he's not coming back. We have to position this so that when it all when it all hits ahead, we can blame Grantland didn't get enough traffic and he was difficult and all this shit that wasn't true. Part of the reason we didn't get traffic was they didn't promote the site. Mm-hmm. And I remember I sent an email in the first week of May about uh, to all the higher ups and like you, you guys realize you only led ESPN.com with Grantland once in April, like literally once. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you care or not? Like you you don't. You, we have no mobile presence at all. We don't have an app um 46% of our traffic's coming to our main page which is absurd for a website like we're getting no help from the other parts of the company and people seem to think that ESPN was so helpful for us and it was actually the opposite anybody right. else would have been helpful they weren't driving traffic to us right
1: i mean do you have a And sense we had of great writers that was what we, killed no, me it's like mean, we had like 18 of the best 25 writers in the company i would say that I mean, there are a lot of things that kind of fascinate me about this, and one of them is, I mean, do you have any sense of of why your relationship was the way it was with the people who made decisions at that company? Yeah, I think the last two years, I mean, I don't
0: want to say too much, but I think it started with uh, NBA Countdown and Mm -hmm. all the problems we had on that show and the fact that I didn't want to come back for a second season and they talked me into it and then just it was the biggest mistake I made since I was there. I knew better and mm-hmm. I, d- and I got talked into it. Um, but it just, it was baby steps and it got to the point where, you know, if you're in any company and you don't have somebody fighting for you, it's really hard to get shit done. And, you know, I had a great time there. I did a lot of great things. Um, I have no regrets about anything I did except for coming back for that second year at countdown. And, um, you know, it was a great place to work. I, I got to do Greatland there. I got to meet all these awesome people. It was the highlight of my career. Um, got to do 30 for 30. Got to have a column.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Got to have a podcast. Like, I, it was a great place to work for a long time. In the last two years, it wasn't. And right. that was the problem.
1: No, I mean, for me, it was the best job I've ever had. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know, I mean, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what this next job's going to be, but I mean. What is this next job going to be? Um, you're, you're writing about culture.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a broad definition.
1: Yeah. I don't know. What are you writing about? Air, water, fire, culture. Things are affecting culture. <laughs> I mean, it's critic at large, which basically means uh, I, I have a I have a I have a wide berth to write about whatever so I like want. So, like the
0: key and peel thing you wrote for Grantland, yeah. Um, I think that's a good example of a culture piece that right. would you would write for the New York I,
1: Times. I theoretically would do that for the New York Times. I mean, I'd have to. The, the tricky thing about this job, I'm imagining, is going to be working out what other what the people whose whose beats are figuring out what those what the TV critic is doing and what the film critics are doing and you know what the theater critics is, the critics are doing, and then trying to you know find something to write. I mean, I think the, the Key and Peele thing is a good example of that. Um, but it also is the sort of thing where, you know, I imagine, uh, you know, James Ponzo could probably have written something like that too. I call him Ponzo. Everybody's got a nickname for him <laughs> no, and no. yet nobody, 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 nobody uses it on I've heard people call him pony. 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 Yeah.
0: Um, are you going to, is it going to be weird to have a word count again? I mean, you weren't out of the writers we had. I think you were the most, uh conservative with your word count like you you were the, one of the tightest writers we had um, so I don't know how big of a problem that's going to, to be but I weird to be tighter. like hey 1200
1: words that's it can't go 13 uh, I have to say like I just wrote a story for the magazine it's being edited as we speak I mean it, I'm, it's its almost done being totally edited it's been going through rounds of edits but it's gotten shorter yeah. as it's gone <laughs> on and it's got a hold that, it has, that has to fit in and it was much bigger than the allotted whole so i think i turned in 5000 words and the whole is 3500 and i know that there are a lot of writers out there hearing me say this and being like Fuck what a you, dick <laughs> you're yeah, fucking 500. right but i mean it is just something that i'm going to have to adjust to and everything i write is not going to be that long but um the kind of writer i am i like to make sure that i got everything out um and that's sort of the opposite of how newspaper, like for efficiency sake, that's the opposite of how newspapers should work. Right. Um, I mean, you should be trying to just hit your mark so that you don't have to go back and, and shave things off. But I can't help it. Like I really, if, if I'm working on something that's, that's like a pretty generic or broad subject, like this story is about identity and like, what is, what is that? And so if I can find an argument in all these examples and then string the examples together with the help of of the editor um, that I'm working with on the story, then it's much easier for me to feel like I've done everything I wanted to do. But now, you know, at 3,400 Words, there's like four things that I wish were in the story that I think would help make its case.
0: But So the flip side of that with Grantland is we let everybody keep those four things and maybe... There's some sort of middle ground between those two worlds, <laughs> right? I went back and read a lot of things I wrote the last eight years, and uh, I was like, God damn it! There's a seventy six hundred word column, and there were three columns within the column. I should just cut right. out the three columns. No, that is. But it's like you're, you know, when you're overworked, you end up just kind of getting stuff up.
1: There's also a really interesting thing when you like that, that happens at least to me when I like reading somebody. Yeah, and you know I'm just I'm a sort of mental subscriber to whatever it is they do. Um, I don't care. How I'm the long same way. It. I
0: don't care about the length. Either. I don't.
1: I never think about it. I I'm mean, reading
0: the person, not
1: the right. Not like the I mean, writing. Grantland is full. Like Alex, I am. I sometimes when I'm reading Alex Papademus, will get to the middle of a story and just peek and see how much is left because I want to savor the the whatever you know remaining four paragraphs. Um... I got with you, I never had to do that because I knew that I was never gonna get to the bottom. And (laughs) when I find myself at the bottom, oh here we are, we're at the bottom. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I never I never cheated with you. I can see how little you know the other cool thing about about the way the internet works is you can see how little the cursor is or the, the the little scroll bar on the side of the screen. Um, with you, the scroll bar tended to be microscopic.
0: Well, now they have all this technology where there's a piece waiting after the piece. Yeah, and all of a sudden the piece is over. Like, whoa!
1: Yeah, or it'll I wasn't come expecting up. That. Yeah, it'll come up a little earlier. But I, that was never really an issue for me. I could tell how I could see how long it was going to be, but that didn't bother me because, in a lot of ways, a good writer in general will put you, will take you on a ride, and it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's funny with a book, you know how much left you have to go and you're disappointed or relieved that you're that you're almost there. Um, but if you're reading something on the Web, you know, there is a there is a degree of suspense in terms of like based on how quickly you can read something and what it is you're reading, like how fast you're going to finish it.
0: Well, here's what America's losing with this New New York Times gig, which I'm, I'm happy that you took. Um, I don't get to read you on like No Good Deeds. Or no good deed. That's not necessarily true. Okay, good. Just make sure you make sure. What was the perfect man? Did you write about that one? So here's the thing. I need
1: you on my bad movie corner every once in a while. What the paper doesn't yet know. I mean, we because we haven't really discussed exactly what it is I'm going to do. But you know, those are things that that Tony Scott, A.O. Scott, and Manila Dargis. They, I mean, those are movies they probably would review. But in a given week, if you've got like. The Walk and The Martian and Freeheld and, you know, if you've got a movie with Julianne Moore and Ellen Page plus Matt Damon plus, you know, that Robert Zemeckis movie, are you really going to break your neck to write about, you know, some trashy, you know... You in danger girl kind oh, of So filler. you're saying you get this, this bad I movie scraps. Th- I think I want but those are scraps I would love to yeah. have. Yeah, I want you to have them too. Those are like i I built my car- well, not built my career on those scraps, but no, you know but I enjoy I enjoy fast shitty- seven. You should ask for fast eight I mean, right now. There'll be things Tell AO that- Scott to hand over <laughs> Fast Eight. He kind of loves those movies. I'll Desi? let him have it. Yeah. Um Did you read some of the Vin Diesel stuff, by the way?
0: No, Hollywood Reporter had a whole thing about they're not sure if Fast Eight's going to happen because Vin Diesel was so difficult on the set of Fast Seven. He's demanding still like last that? minute rewrites and stuff.
1: Well, I mean, if if they if they provided that scene where they go to Saudi Arabia or Dubai or wherever it is, I'm all for it. I don't know what the I don't know what the rewrites got him.
0: So I I got it on iTunes when it came on. Uh, you know, it comes like two weeks early before right. pay per view. Right. So I got it. My kids were all fired up because. Their favorite song is that Wiz Khalifa song. Oh, geez. Lord. And that was the song. Kids, kids are suckers. People that. love that song. So all summer, they would sing the Wiz Khalifa song. I actually put it on on Facebook for friends, family only. But like my kids singing that song because they just loved it. The whole thing. <laughs> it's so they watched that whole movie waiting for the song. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, it's coming at the end, but we got to watch the whole movie. I'm not fast forwarding to the song. So they just sat there and they watched it and. When Vin Diesel drove the car through the two glass buildings in Dubai, both of them were like, Wait, that can't happen, right? I was like, No, no, this is you gotta suspend some and, and the cars dropping out of the planes and then just mean, landing and driving. And they like they actually
1: really liked it. I just you're not gonna see very much that's as enjoyably ridiculous as that. I mean, I I I just haven't I've seen very little that makes me as happy as as that sequence, baby. I miss Paul Walker, and I even watched Into the Blue
0: last week. Out of respect for him, yeah. That is, that is,
1: that's a pretty good movie.
0: Move your mic toward me, like to, like this way. Yeah, move it like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I watched Paul Walker's one of those. I wish I could have told Paul Walker I appreciated him in the moment. He really was this generation's Keanu Reeves. (laughs) Uh,
1: He he had something
0: else that was. I mean. He had they, that. What was that mobster movie he had where it was oh, like in the two thousand six um, seven range? Uh, he has got. He had to save his son it'll, it'll, or something. It'll
1: come. To, Whatever that movie oh, is. Oh, I don't know what that is.
0: I'll find it. Keep it's talking. Not, and I'll find it's it.
1: not the thing that I. It's not the the um, not uh, not no. It's not called No Way Out. It's the hockey movie. It's the one where he, like the the money shot is him on ice with a hockey puck flying toward his face that now I'm not going to remember the name of. I, that was the money um, shot of that movie? That's the money shot of that movie. I thought he was good in The Skulls. He was not good in The Skulls. <laughs> with, was, with all that due respect No, it was terrible. Walker. We no, love but you, Paul Walker. Into the, into the Blue, uh, I think he's... That, that, it, running you, Scared? Running Scared. That's the ho- running that's Scared's the a solid movie. movie. That's a solid movie. Yeah. Vera Formiga is the star of that movie, though.
0: Vera Formiga had a nice run. So I've been watching um, The Departed's been on a lot. Has it? A lot. Oh, interesting. Well, you know, I, I surf cable channels. I, I, I'm not ready you're for... One of the,
1: you're one of the last. I know.
0: I'm not ready to cost cut. You know what? <laughs> Give me more channels. Give me more movie channels. Wait, there's Epic Seven? Okay, great. Uh, but I so, was you, watching, so you stop on some of these too. So The Departed. Yes. Which you can jump in really at any time. It's like two and a half hours. It is. That movie is loaded with people. Yeah. That's got to be way up there on the loaded with talent scale for and a he thing. gives
1: just about everybody a moment. Yeah, everybody's got.
0: Everybody gets run. Like Martin Sheen is yes. like the 11th most famous actor yes. in that movie. Yes. But uh, I'm just not good with Nicholson's performance. It, no, it's it's aged terribly. It's he's terrible good. in it. And he really hurts the movie. And it hurts me to
1: say that. Well, for one thing, you just don't bu- Well, I'm he torn hurts about it. that. You know, No, he hurts the movie. I'm telling I, you. I no, I agree with you. I was just thinking about like whether I just never believed in his menace. Do you know what I mean? I never believed that he would do any of the things that... that I never believed that the hold he had over these guys was as strong as the movie needed you to believe it was.
0: Did you believe in a, a Boston mobster at a New York accent? Did I didn't that, believe did anything believe about. That? I didn't, or a I Jersey didn't believe accent? anything what about. What accent the was that? The performance.
1: The performance. I don't believe any of that. And then Leo's
0: Boston accent, which was a little like his Blood Diamond South African accent, where it just kind of <laughs> came and went depending on the scene. The director's like, Leo, you forgot to do the Boston accent in this scene. Oh yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> did the JFK but, accent, but
1: but. He's the kind of actor and there are, there aren't many actors like this, but but DiCaprio, you and I have had many conversations about him. Yeah, he is the kind of actor who's so good that his shaky, any shaky accent he has, you overlook, it. you just overlook it because he's giving you like everything is in those eyes. And if his eyes are kind of like, you know, sizzling, then you're good.
0: You know what it is? It's you root for him, and there's not a lot of actors where, whatever the situation is, you root for him. And I, I this is the secret to Cruz's 35 year run. Right. Yes. For whatever reason, I'm rooting for Tom Cruise.
1: I don't know that I'm always rooting for DiCaprio, but he fascinates me. Like, I, I mean, in, in, um, Django Unchained, for instance, he plays, you know, Calvin Candy, the plantation owner. He only shows up with, there's right. what, 40 minutes left in the movie when he shows up? Um, He's really riveting also because he takes this heel turn. And that version of this actor is really compelling too, and the thing about that movie is his accent is pretty bad there. And you don't care. Cuz it's it's like a cartoon bad. It yeah. is like a it's an accent meant to signify evil. And so what you hear when you hear this bad southern accent is no, this is this guy is just sick. Django
0: as a cable movie hasn't made it for me. Really? Yeah, it's not like oh, I'm flipping channels. I'm gonna watch this Django scene. You just Tarantino movies, great aren't movie. Really I don't like, want to rewatch it. I don't it.
1: think. I mean, I don't feel that way about Tarantino movies. You really have to be there from the beginning to get. I mean, this movie's in a weird way. Well, Pulp he, has moments where you just like, oh, it's this scene's coming up. I'm gonna stick. Yeah, with it. but you also feel that movie's building towards something. Tarantino's a really good builder. Yeah. and I feel like the one movie that didn't really build for me but you know works in its way but you can really take out the scenes um even though there's sort of narrative momentum there isn't for me a kind of momentum of energy is glorious bastards yeah which is a collection of really great set pieces um but not a lot of of sort of forward momentum yeah um even though it's sort of it, it is officially building toward that climax in the movie theater um, yeah, I don't know. His movies, uh, if I encounter them on TV, I, Jackie Brown is the only one um, that I'll stick with. For Interesting. Because I feel like there's a lot going on in that movie. I don't and, remember if
0: we've talked about that movie, but that was one of my three most exciting movie going to the theater experiences really? that I've had. Jackie Brown? I was dating a girl in New York and the weekend it came out, she got tickets at whatever the coolest theater in New York City is to see a movie to an actual movie mm. or one of them I know, whatever what the one in the neighborhood it was it was just like it was an old school awesome theater the Ziegfeld? I don't it's, remember okay and I mean it was, it,
1: that seems a little not okay go on I don't really, I'm trying well, to think of like might, what She that might have would
0: sold be. me a false bill of goods. No, and by I mean, the way, I'm not dating were you anymore. So I'm fine.
1: Were you impressed by it, the dude, theater? It felt like
0: a cool theater. It felt like a theater to see a big movie in, and there was a real energy before the movie. You it can, could have been a Ziegfeld. Could, you could actually feel it in the theater. It was all like real movie people. It wasn't mm-hmm. like just jackasses on a date. It was like people like Tarantino is now presenting us his next
1: masterpiece. Because remember how hot he was before Was it Jack enormous? And was the theater enormous? It wasn't enormous, but it was big. Probably not the Ziegfeld. I don't. I don't know. Somebody so I had will... that,
0: and then I saw um, uh, one of, maybe Kings of New York, two thousand two, two thousand three. <laughs> oh, man, man theater. Uh, Chinese man theater. Now okay. it was right after I moved here. It was like the first night it came out. I was like going to the man. I'm seeing Kings of New York. Kings of New it was York. Leo, and it was it was Scorsese, and it was oh that Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. Oh,
1: Kings of New York. That that's yeah, a, I got it wrong. Okay, I'm old. Gangs, Gangs of, New of New York is okay. Yeah, that was
0: like a Dano Day Lewis. Leo. Yeah, yeah, no, no, Scorsese. that's a, and there was also a real energy for that one too. And then the third one for me was 48 Hours in Stanford, Connecticut.
1: What happened then? Where you it was, just like I I was a, go for
0: that. I was a, a minority in the movie, which made me really in the movie theater, which made me so happy. <laughs> and there was an energy in and that movie were, too. You were you were
1: in on Eddie at that point.
0: I I was all the way in to, to He was like my hero. Mm.
1: It's
0: him and Larry Bird. Um. So yeah that that movie. Those were my three best. What were your three best movie three theater experiences?
1: Pulp Fiction. Pulp I feel Fiction. Like where? Everybody's have to remember where you saw it. Uh, I saw it at the Milford 10 or Milford something in in New Haven, Connecticut or Milford, Connecticut. But energy in the theater. Uh, I was in college. We had all piled into my friend Jonathan Klein's VW bus. Yeah. There were like 15 of us. We got in the, and there were two carloads. We all went, we sat, I think we all sat together. And the moment when Tim Roth and Amanda Plummer jump up on the table and ho- and hold the robbery. in the, in the, But it wasn't that. It was when she says, you know, get down, you motherfucker. <laughs> yes. And he freezes the screen. Yeah. The theater erupted. Whoa. I mean, we just cheered. And then Travolta dies. Everybody's shocked. Yeah. I'm sorry if. You haven't seen Pulp spoiler Fiction. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's been 25 year, there's 21 some years. 21 years. 19 year old is pissed off it's, right now. Sorry. It's been 21 years. Yeah. There's no spoiler um, alerts with Pulp Fiction. So Travolta dies halfway through and then. You because you, you're at some point you're just completely disoriented time wise, you don't exactly know that's what what's was, going
0: on, and that's he doesn't get credit for that, right? That no, movie. I mean, nobody had messed with a movie like that, it was disorienting. You also,
1: I mean, I'm sure some someone has sort of unpacked and un and, and sort of reoriented the chronology of that movie, but I've seen that movie about 20 times, I still don't know what the Actual order is Do you know what I mean I don't know what The sequence of events Actually is But by oh, That's the, interesting by So the time, like if
0: you took The eight jigsaw puzzle pieces How would you arrange I, them In order I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't know how to soul train scramble board Pulp fiction But Soul train scramble board When they got And this was This was This for me Was the height of that Of how awesome That movie going experience Was for me When they When there's I think there's an Establishing shot Of the diner That opens the movie Yeah And you see that diner At the end, at the end, the theater went crazy because, yeah, like it just it was it was an out of order puzzle piece, but it was the last piece. Yeah. And it meant Travolta lived and it meant that they're going to solve, they're going to deal with this robbery situation. And it just was it was so exciting. And if I was, what, 18 or 19 when that movie came out. I just had never, I never experienced anything like that before. I, that was such... I, had, I had just started watching these French gangster movies, right, which have a similar energy, but they don't have, it's just a different thing. He's seen those movies, Tarantino, and he's responding to them in some ways, but I had never seen anything like, like, like Pulp Fiction before. That was such an
0: exciting, like two year stretch for movies. Yeah. It really was a nice run of, I mean, of just cause I remember the next year heat came out, which I saw in Somerville at the Lowe's Theater at like whenever the first afternoon Matinee was. And it was that like
1: that one I don't remember where was, I saw it. Oh, it was, I'm it sure was I I'm sure De- I mean, it. Was, I saw but it Yale. was De
0: Niro versus Pacino when that still really yes. mattered, which is one of the things I want to talk to you about. But it was like, oh my God. They're in the same movie and they, they ran the ads perfectly and they made it seem like they were in every scene together and they weren't. They were no, only in the scene. No, that scene. was a real that was a real rip. But off. when they sat down in the diner, it was like you could have heard a pin drop. Because first of all, it was a sold out like three o'clock Matinee on yeah. Friday, but they get they sit down
1: there staring at each other and everybody was like, Oh my god, it's ha- it's on, it's yeah, happening. Yeah, it was, no, it's freaking exciting. I I know I saw that in Connecticut. I probably saw it at the exact same movie theater and I saw it at night. But in terms when you ask me what the what the movies are that I remember being like the the things that leap immediately to my to the, to the front of my brain. Uh, it's that uh, it's Pulp Fiction. Um, the other it's the other Tarantino movie. Tarantino is really good for this. Um, it's uh, it's death proof. I mean, I watched all of Grindhouse. I yeah. like the Rodriguez half fine. It's I think that's the best thing he's ever done. The The trailers in the middle, I mean, the, the theater was maybe like a quarter full, but I went with about six friends, and I just laughed the whole time during Death Proof, because you just, you didn't know where it was going, but when those women high-five each other at the end of that movie, and he freezes the he freezes that too, there's a, just a, there's the image of them in the air, high-fiving, it was just, it was amazing. I leapt out of the chair and said, yes! And I rarely, I rarely have that.
0: I had uh, a couple of random ones. I used to, you know, I went to Holy Cross in Worcester, so I'd drive up to go see the Celtics because my dad had tickets. So it was right. a forty-five minute drive, and to beat the traffic, I would go early and I would go see a movie. And they had that movie in the the movie theater in the BU campus that would have some of the artsy fartsy movies and I saw a Henry portrait of a serial killer there like, I, like <laughs> with Michael Rooker at like four o'clock, and it was me and like seven other guys by themselves just Ooh. spread around the theater, and that was scarier than the movie. I'm like, <laughs> like, like the whole time I'm glancing left and right, like, is yeah. this the part where I get stabbed with a Twizzler? Um, I didn't that know is what, interesting. That though. was a good one. Um Michael Rooker. Blair Witch. People forget this, and it's the last time it'll ever happen because the internet will ruin anything like this ever again, yep. but Blair Witch... The weekend it came out, mm-hmm. as insane as this sounds, people actually thought it was real. Oh, that I was did. a real thing. I did. And in the movie theater, I would say uh, I saw it in Kendall Square in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. I would say 90% of the people thought it was real. And at the end, when she sees the guy turned in the corner, spoiler alert, and then something happens <laughs> and the movie's over, the movie. people were like, We got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> we have to call the police.
1: There's been a murder. <laughs> no, Nobody knew it was fake. I, I people watched are so that, stupid back then. I think that's I think I might have seen it was the only movie I watched that with Roger Ebert. It was just Roger he, Ebert. Was, what a name drop that it, was. It, it was it, we were alone. I think we were pretty much alone in a Chicago movie theater. Did he know you weren't Siskel? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was he was happy I was Okay. Siskel. Good. He was he was really great to me. Um, he, we watched it and I, I sat there kind of like not knowing what to do. Cause I, you know, he, when, after Siskel died, he had that rotating cast of people come on and, and, and guest host the show with him. Right. Um, and I was one of the guest hosts and I don't remember whether, is Blair that on the internet? Apparently, somebody just somebody just a month ago was oh, like gonna, I watched you I'm uh, going to look for that. I watched you talk to I did I remember the movies I did for some of them. Like we I did it twice. I did 6 sense South Park, Mystery Men. Um we had a really good South Park fight apparently. I mean, I remember thinking what I'm I, South Park bigger bad or bad whatever yep. that. Uh, so we're talking about like cut. Yep. Late 90s then. Yeah. yeah. So this is 99, the summer 99 yeah. is when I went on. I think we might have done Blair Witch, but I don't really remember. But I remembered, like, sitting in my seat after, really uncomfortable, and not knowing whether to say to say to Roger Ebert, "Was that real?" <laughs> I just didn't ask. You didn't want his disdain. I didn't ask, his- and it wasn't a it wasn't a time where you could really. I mean, I just didn't know what to do with that experience. I was just so freaked out by it. Um,
0: hey Wesley. Yes. Speaking of going to theaters and sporting events and places where they have seats. Yeah. When you shop on SeatGeek.com, you can check out virtually every ticket option available for any sporting event. It's all on one page. They have a great feature called Deal Score that ranks every ticket on the market with a 1 to 100 value score. It even plots the best deals on a color-coded interactive map. It takes less than a minute to download the SeatGeek app. Use promo code BS after you download it. You get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek, SeatGeek purchase. Every purchase ticket on SeatGeek is backed by a 100% guarantee. Download the app and our promo code BS. SeatGeek. Back to movies. You're really good at that, by the way. No, I'm not good at that yet. I'll be good at it eventually. Nobody's truly good at it,
1: but you're good. You're I like, really good. Chris I like Ryan having is also pretty good.
0: Well, you know, part of it, a competitive bill likes having the sponsors because ESPN told me for eight years that they couldn't find sponsors for the podcast. And I'm like, well, I know that's not true because my friend Corolla has a ton of sponsors and generates a ton of revenue from his podcast. Mm. And you're telling me that you can't. And you have the a much bigger ad sales team than Adam Carolla, like that. It just doesn't add up. Yeah. So I like having the sponsors. No, I
1: mean, and I like
0: generating income on a podcast because I was told repeatedly for years and years and years that this wasn't a possible universe.
1: Who was telling you that? Uh,
0: People that don't know
1: jack shit. I mean, that's insane. Most of the people there. Um. Hey, let's talk about Pacino
0: and De Niro because De Niro, you wrote about the Nancy Myers movie.
1: Yes, which is not bad. It's good by her standards it's I actually like it.
0: Nancy Myers making a woman between 40 and 85 really
1: happy with every movie. Yeah. That's her, that's her legacy. No, I mean, she's got, she doesn't quite get enough credit for she's really good at what she for does. The importance for the, for the importance that she has in a certain moviegoers life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I find her movies appalling. Well, here's the thing with her. And this is
0: a good thing to remember just with anybody. Like, who is her competition? Now, nobody. Like, she she owns whatever corner yeah. that is that I know you don't like, but obviously no, people I do. No, I like the corner. You, you respect the corner. You don't respect the movies on the corner.
1: I don't... I think she is so... I don't think she's not... She's not... She's in touch with women of a certain age who do... You know, who have certain interests. But, you know, this is a woman who in 2015... Sets a movie in Brooklyn, featuring no people of color. There's one receptionist and some the back of some heads at a desk. They don't have people in color with color in Brooklyn. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't know what I am. <laughs> I, I just thought it was just white hipsters. There's it's, there's it's, minorities in Brooklyn. She what? It. It's funny. She, there aren't even any hipsters in her movie. It's just like it's, it's Gabe, Gabe Kaplan. It's like a bunch of. It's just like you know. She runs a fashion company. Or, or you know uh, uh, uh internet shopping company basically um and you know the thing sounds good that didn't bug me so much that didn't bother me because at some point you know you throw a rock you're gonna hit a movie that that has something that is just kind of consciously out to remove the people who live I mean there's a, so much whitewashing that goes on in movies anyway so I just didn't really feel like that was something to to attack her for. Um, I did find, there's some things that are interesting in this movie. One of them is De Niro. The only thing really is De Niro. But the other thing is that, how on earth does this work? She's got a movie full of women, but the only competent person in the film who can tell everybody what to do is 70 year old Robert De Niro.
0: All All the other women in the movie
1: are nincompoops.
0: I want to talk about De Niro, but can we quit? I'm officially worried about Anne Hathaway's career. Really? Yeah. Why? I'm worried about it.
1: She's fine, but go on. I don't think she's fine.
0: <laughs> I don't what think do you, she's what fine. Do you,
1: what do you need her to be doing? That All right,
0: Devil Wears Prada, which is a, an amazingly rewatchable cable yes, movie. That, you can
1: watch it anytime.
0: Um, has great looking woman. My wife will watch it anytime it's on. Meryl Streep. Peak Meryl Streep. I would a top four second wave, Meryl Street. a top four or five performance from her. yeah, ever. yeah, I mean, it's somewhere in the Mount Rush
1: you love this movie so much that we have discussed we've this, discussed it in the like, past. Yes. she's great times. in
0: that. All right. Here's her next movies. Becoming Jane, okay. get smart ok. Rachel Getty married was fantastic. I, I mean, her performance, her performance in it was fantastic is really good. flawed movie, but she's yes. fantastic.. Yes. Passengers, Bride Wars. Oh, oh Valentine's pause, Day. Pause. Brad Wars was reprehensible. You
1: know, you know how in a in a in any sporting event when something out of the ordinary happens and it's just so jarring and you're like, This the game that play is gonna decide this game. Yeah. You know, or like that point's gonna decide this game. Keep talking while I fix your make. Um what? Oh, is it, did it fall again? Anyway, Bride Wars, if if we're going to decide that Dan Hathaway is in trouble, I'm going to say it's because she, despite having won an Oscar for Les Mis, it's going to be Bride Wars that is responsible for... The, you know, it's going to be Bride Wars that is the thing that, that, that in my brain, I'm going to have a hard time getting past. All right, I forgot about that one. I that is the worst movie. That is the single most atrocious thing that two good women two good have done yeah Yeah. and it is the worst of its kind for that sort of thing it's a parody of a rom-com
0: that's actually not a parody they're really trying exactly Uh, well uh, valentine's day alice in wonderhand wonderland loving other other drugs one day with admirable effort with one day but it didn't really work
1: she's really good in loving other drugs yeah. It's She's a, really, really it's good.
0: It's a in that weird movie, and I don't know why they made it.
1: I don't know why either, but she is really good. And Jake Gyllenhaal never has chemistry with women. These two. <laughs> no, I mean, in okay. movies, in movies, right. he just doesn't. Like, okay. when, when they put him and a woman together, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. But the two of them are so good together in that movie, and this, the quote, sex they have is hot um, enough but okay. then the movie turns cheap and it you know it, what's special about it sort of starts to die Dark
0: Knight Rises Les Mis Don John Song 1 um, Interstellar um, The Intern okay I, so so I would say that's a C minus for what her potential C- is C minus for what her potential is as an okay. actor
1: um, one of those C- movies minus. I think she's also really good in well Les Mis, I you know Les Mis she's good I like listening to people fight about I have no defense of her in that movie um, I think I, it worked for me, uh, but one of those movies I think is really good. Which um, And she's good. At, I don't remember now which one it is. It's Don the one John? before or out. She's only in that for like a second. Interstellar. She, that she's good in that movie. She's pretty good in Interstellar. Okay, so I think what I'm hearing you say, because this is also true in The Intern, where really it's De Niro, it's De Niro's movie, and she has one good scene on a bed with him that is the best scene in the movie, and you're kind of wondering what why is it taking so long for her to to get some traction on this part? I think partly it's because Nancy Meyers wasn't interested in that character. She only cared about the De Niro character. Yeah. But I also think that Anne Hathaway she I don't think she's selfish. And you you can see that by looking at all those movies. Not one of those movies is she really the star of the film.
0: So, you now you're vo- you're veering into my Jerry Maguire theory, which is what which is one of the reasons Jerry Maguire worked was because Tom Cruise had spent the last seven years not being Tom Cruise. And every once in a while you have to be who you are in a movie and just be like, Oh, I love Tom Cruise. Right. Jerry no. Maguire. He's just being Tom Cruise for two hours. Anne Hathaway needs a movie where she's Anne Hathaway. But it's what? like, stop okay. like with your weird haircuts and you're an astronaut <laughs> and you're singing in musicals. <laughs> like just have, just do a movie where you're like some
1: girl in her late twenties who's, Okay, S- has some sort of crisis. Be this Anne is, Hathaway for this two is hours. This is really an interesting question because th- when you say that, I actually don't know what the answer is, though. So I you're know, saying there is no Anne Hathaway. I don't know who Anne Hathaway is in that sense. I think she's in a really interesting position, right? She is a good actress, and she's kind of a... I mean, in, in the movies, I mean, she's kind of a movie star. None of the parts she has taken has... None of those parts is really capitalized on either of
0: those the strengths. total package so right. she so devil wears pride i think did for young ann hathaway yes and rachel rachel's getting married um which she's train wreck ann hathaway but it's still yes. really good and she owns the movie
1: but she doesn't own i think rosemary dewitt is the best thing she's
0: in really movie. good rosemary dewitt before she was sentenced to a life of mumblecore movies right
1: right i mean in yeah. girlfriend parts and wives yeah Rose, Rose Rosemary DeWitt is so good in that movie that it's, I cannot believe that anybody filling out an Oscar ballot is like, Anne Hathaway, I'm just not going to bother with Rosemary DeWitt. Like, that was bizarre. That was just strange.
0: And she deserved it because now her whole career is, is playing the wife or girlfriend of somebody who couldn't get an erection last night. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on with you?
1: I don't even know. What? What, what's is, going on? We need to talk It's but so that's true like, How many movies can you make Where your boyfriend or husband Can't get it up? Have you written a part about impotence And you need a <laughs> wife to play the role? By all
0: means <laughs> Let she's me introduce you to fa- Rosemary DeWitt She's mastered the face of Is it my
1: fault? Is he gay? <laughs>
0: is he like what, What's going on here? I've
1: always had sex Wait, I just, just I. <laughs> she's one of those actors Who you know Is great Yeah and you're waiting for the proof of the greatness.
0: Well, you know it's gonna it's gonna end up being? It's gonna be on like some CBS medical drama. This you is crazy.
1: Like, Speaking of which, the another great actress dying, Gay- uh, dying on a on a CBS medical Marcia drama. Marsha Gay Harden and Louis Guzman.
0: Uh,
1: but Marsha Gay Harden is 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 given the single best supporting performance in any movie I've seen this year. Bad news bears in grandma. In grandma, this year, in grandma, she is she has like three scenes and she's so good in them, taking a part that another actress would have turned into a gorgon and does really interesting, funny. So, like heat check theory, remember we always said the heat check thing? Yes, yes, yes. About like she
0: came in, she played like 15 minutes and scored 20 points and went 10 for 10,
1: hit some threes, or maybe 24 points. She's on fire. Three Steals. Yeah. I mean, that movie's kind of a hit. Did you see it? No, but
0: I got the DVD because uh, I finally uh, joined the Producers Guild in time oh, to get all the DVDs for, for this year. And it is going to be a smorgasbord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm
0: done with movie theaters. You're going to put a
1: movie on each TV oh, in, my this, God. in the studio? I'm
0: just going to eat these movies up. I can't um, wait.
1: I, I I just, if you're filling out an Oscar ballot this year, I would rarely, I never do this, but Marsha Gay Harden. Supporting actress so good I mean this is what she does That's the other thing The thing about Marcia Gay Harden It annoys me about This medical drama show That I haven't even Really watched Very much What's of. it called like Code, Code Black Code Black Also Code how are you gonna have a show called Code Black and not have any black people on it? I don't what Wow, that's semantics. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Lasalle I, couldn't do it. They didn't I, have any other I, choices. Look, Wait, Omar Epps is how, When, what do when we do? I lived in New York, I mean I live in New York, but when when I live in New York and when I ever I get on the train, you know, you see these you see ads for things. When the blacklist started its promotion for the for its second season, they had James Spader on the cover of all these magazines. Yeah. Not one of them was jet or ebony. Or essence, I'm like, throw me a bone. It's the blacklist. Find a black magazine to put them on the Code, source. Well, Code Black is like
0: it probably like what they ended up with with Code Black would have been my seventh choice for that title, right? Right? Code right, Black right. would have easily, he could have been a TNT lawyer, <laughs> it could have been a Shonda Rhimes show.
1: Code Black that could have been Morris Chestnut show from, not creator, yeah. Yeah, from creator Shonda Rhimes. Code Black, it's like I don't know what this is, but people are gonna watch it. <laughs> uh
0: but it could have gone in so many ways no
1: Marsha gay Harden, like th- that's the scene she has in grandma let her do what she does so well and it, th- this is why you have walk-ons basically this is what you have these supporting parts for to, to populate them with actors who know what to do with them
0: have you have you thought about the only reason i'm thinking about this is because marcia gay Harden. She was in the Bad News Bears remake, which is so far inferior to the Bad News Bears movie that yes. I watched with my kids. Which low is low point so for link letter, right? But the original movie in 1976 is so politically incorrect. <laughs> I watched it with my kids, think it would be a good idea, and it was like, oh, actually, this this is one of the worst ideas I've had as a dad. Um, have you ever thought of writing about that era from like '74 to '83
1: mm-hmm.
0: and all these movies that? I loved and you probably loved or one of us loved. And then you rewatched them and you're like, Oh no. Mm -hmm. Like longest yard starts with Burt Reynolds punching his girlfriend in the face and he goes to jail. (laughs) He punches her in the face and goes to jail. And it's like, all right, I'm getting behind Burt. It's classic Burt Reynolds though. 48 hours, which is my favorite movie of all time is now officially too racist. Like I get uncomfortable. Jack Cates is an irredeemable racist. Mm hmm. Um, uh, but doesn't he get comeuppance in that movie though. He does. But as, as we go through the journey where he's being an a hole to get to the point where it's going to flip and he's going to accept Reggie Hammond, everything about it is totally racist and I'm embarrassed that it's my favorite movie. Um, but I stand by it cause I love Eddie Murphy and he was a I star. I have not
1: seen that movie in 20 years. I'll have to go back and watch it.
0: That's, that's Eddie's star movie.
1: I've, I mean, it might even be longer than 20 years. I haven't seen it. In a long time, when
0: he goes into the bar, it's still the number one star-making performance that's happening. I remember last that thirty-five moment. years. I remember that moment. There's never been a scene in a movie. Well, maybe I'd have to watch uh, the Heath Ledger Batman movie again because he had a couple scenes in there where, you're like, oh my god, right? This guy's like, a, this something's.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, what well, I mean? talk about a you know those, m- those moments, right, or like where a moment like, like, in a movie, right? Yeah, you're like, right. oh my god, this guy's amazing, or this girl's amazing. Yeah, moments. Okay, so here's the thing about Anne Hathaway. Yeah, Anne Hathaway doesn't. I, I can't recall her having a moment, like a moment like that. I mean, I think some people might argue that Fair that, point. that 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 Mis, that one song in Les Mis was such a thing. But at that point, I, like here's a good example: Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts won't take a part. I'm guessing unless there's some moment where she can do the thing she does better than anybody else, which is throw a tantrum, like dressing down somebody. Oh. Nobody in the history of movies, maybe Shirley MacLaine, but really she only did that like one time and it was the best dressing down in the history of movies. Yeah, Julia Roberts, every single performance has a moment where she has to assert dominance over whoever's in the scene, whether it's physical or moral or, or you know, From the standpoint of etiquette, like the scene in Pretty Woman where she goes back into the store and is like, you've made a huge mistake. So somebody's getting dressed down. She's dressing somebody down. Yeah. Like she is always going to have the moral upper hand in whatever movie she makes. And that moral upper hand usually involves her being out of her mind, pissed. Right. So that's her move. You're right. saying that's her move. That's, that's like her, her trick pitch. Nobody nobody has a move as I mean, nobody has that move the way she has that move. Cruz's move, well, Cruz had a lot of He's moves. He's got a lot of moves. But his one of his best moves uh, is the Tom Cruise had all the right moves. <laughs> sorry.
0: Go on. One of his best moves is the look away. It's dawning on him. Yes. During the headlights look. Yeah which he'd mastered. I also love the Tom Cruise, uh, try not to cry face is one of my favorites, (laughs) which he's mastered in a lot of different movies. Uh, yeah, that should, that's the greatest YouTube clip that no YouTube montage. Nobody's made yet. Tom Cruise tries not to cry. You've, 15 movies at yeah, this point yeah that's a good one even Mission Impossible movies he tries not to cry wait hold on we have one more sponsor to pay tribute to today's show is sponsored by How.fm that's a brand new app and website that gives you free access to new episodes of your favorite podcasts if you subscribe to How Premium things get interesting you get access to dozens of exclusive original miniseries audio documentaries and comedy albums on top of that you get access to the archives of Mark Maron's show and all the Earwolf shows including Comedy Bang Bang and How Did This Get Made with Paul Scheer you also get Howell's original miniseries like Hardcore Game of Thrones with Alex Berg and Finding the Funny with the Sklar brothers. Get access to all this exclusive content on your iPhone, your Android phone, and even on the web for only $4.99 a month. That's less than $5. And with the promo code BS, you get a free month of a trial. Free trial. So go to howl.fm, That's howl.fm, And use the promo code BS for one month. Free trial of how premium, what do you have to lose? Wait, we got to talk about De Niro really quickly. Okay, well, I just want to go back now, to this Hathaway thing. Oh, yeah, really go back. Quickly.
1: Sorry. She doesn't have a thing. Like, And all stars have some thing that they can rely on. McConaughey now is a star. He can rely on that, like, that oily, swaggery, thing that he's got it's over for him it might be
0: it's over it might be but there's gonna be no sandra bullock like long time second act with him
1: bullock has a thing
0: yeah you know i mean it it, you know what Bullock's thing is women like her and men kind of think she's cute yeah no i mean that goes a long way but women like her and that
1: that will carry her into her 70s she's the she's one of the only stars who didn't have to get old For me to appreciate what I wasn't liking about her when she began to become a thing. But yeah, but when you see young Sandra
0: Bullock in Love Potion number nine and Speed and with the while you were sleeping, well,
1: that whole era, really cute. She's cute, but I, I, I just didn't like it. I thought it was like knockoff Julia Roberts. I think I felt like every part she took was something Julia Roberts said no to. Really? And she was sustaining a genre of movies that I think, Julia Roberts had just grown out of. I think The Net, Julia Roberts probably literally said no to I think. I think <laughs> they she made prob- that, they wrote that
0: movie for Julia Roberts. <laughs> she so like, said no, no, you're not she doing said this? no to
1: while you were sl- I'm going to guess, I'm going to bet anything. No, while you were sleeping, no. The Net, no. Yeah. Uh, Miss Congeniality, I don't think so. I think there was a whole bunch of movies for a while where she was just not interested in doing So it was a cousin to your
0: market correction thing that you love where this was almost like the she was getting Julie Roberts scraps.
1: Right. No, scraps is another one. Scraps. Scraps is another one. And you take enough scraps and eventually you start to get full mm. and you get a little bit of confidence. Yeah. And then you turn into a star. Like, And I think that there's, Sandra Bullock is somebody who, I, I don't want to discredit Sandra Bullock As a star, but I think that she might owe her career to just there being so much desperation to get Julia Roberts in your movie and just having too much material to. I mean, those that type of movie sustained the careers of at least three women during that period. Um, So
0: De Niro. So De Niro. 2015. Yes. De Niro. So now we're in decade five.
1: Yeah. He's 74 years old. 72 years old. De Niro Pacino.
0: I, I did the breakdown of De Niro versus Pacino on uh, page two in like 2001. It was like dead even. And then I think I think De Niro, I mean, both of them just made terrible movies over mm-hmm. the next 10 years. But I think De Niro made less
1: terrible movies. Over the next 10 years? Well, just since 2001. Oh, since 2001. Yes. It was yes, a yes, bad yes, decade yes. for both of them. Yes.
0: De Niro feels like he's aged a little bit better and I don't know how much looks has to do with it because Pacino looks like... Uh, he's got
1: good jeans, that De Niro. He really is. He's the got great
0: jeans. Yeah. Um, and he's had the second life where there's like a little comedy to him now mm-hmm. even though I, I think we'd all agree there's he would probably be the least funny person to drive cross country with that you could ever drive cross country with.
1: Ask Charles Grodin. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he made one
0: joke on the train. Yeah. With Charles Grodin yeah. That was it. But, uh, but I, I think he's now winning.
1: I think he's, well, this here, last act I think has pushed it, but, and I will say this, having seen these sort of minor movies that Pacino's made in the last two years, um, Pacino is still really interested in being an actor and I'm going to tell you that you've not, have you seen Danny Collins? No. Danny Collins is my favorite movie that I wouldn't put on a top 10 list that I last seen, uh, year, this year, this year, he okay. plays this old washed up. No, no. Oh, I he know plays what movie you're an insanely about. still popular rock star who is kind of like a Neil Diamond. I remember, okay, here's how good Pacino is in this movie. Um, he's got a, a hit song that everybody wants him to sing, and he just is taking a break because he's boozed out, he's drugged out, he's you know his his fifteenth wife or whatever is she found he finds her cheating on him with some guy in the bathroom, so he he like leaves Hollywood, goes to somewhere east. I I want to say it's Connecticut or or so, somewhere east. Holds up in a hotel to visit his estranged son, who's married to Bobby Cannavale, who's married to Jennifer Garner, and they've got a daughter who's really cute. I think her name is Faith. I can't remember. I can't believe I remember the name. The, he bonds with the two of them with, with Garner and the, and and Cannavale and the, and the grandkid, and has this really great flirtation going with Annette Benning, who's the manager at the hotel. Mm. This movie is so Small Potatoes. And in it's being Small Potatoes is so good. It's a movie that would have come out in 1990 and it would have been it would have been nominated for Oscars because it's just that kind of movie. It's not great, but it's really special and Pacino is is like it's the best thing he's done in 20 years. So you think De Niro versus Pacino might be a little closer? It's way closer because I mean De Niro's doing the commercial stuff. De Niro's in the hits. He's making the movies that like have billboards the SNL, splash all over the, all over the place. Stuff. But I'm going to say that Danny Collins is the best thing Pacino's done since Donnie Brasco. So maybe not 20 years. Um, but it's my favorite of his, of this, of this sort of back end um, of his career. He's also about to do a Mammoth show for, I think, I think he's doing 16 16 weeks or 12 weeks or something um, in New York. I mean, I think this is a guy who's still really interested in acting. But the great thing about Danny Collins to me is he's a movie star in that movie. I mean, oh, my point about the song is I remember it. His singing of that song. And I think he doesn't even sing it. It's just, hey, Danny boy. That's all he says. And he just like throws his arms out. But... There's something about his understanding of how to play a very famous person, the charisma, the like easy way with strangers that he has. Um, you just believe this guy in this movie and he's so much more interesting to me in some ways now than he was in that dead period where he was doing things that like like um, like Revolution right. and Sea of Love, which is a fine movie, but he's not the reason that movie works. It's her and the suspense. Um, I don't know. I, th- I mean, if you Wait. haven't seen Danny Collins, you should see it. It's great. All right, quickly, because we got to go. Okay. Favorite movies of the year so far? Ooh. Results. Think- Results. Did okay. you see that? No. Results is really good. Um Magic Mike XXL is you the, love that one. Is we talked about the that. best time I've had yep. at a movie this year. Um, there's a movie coming out early next year called Cresha, which might come out at the end of the year. It's unclear. I think that's fantastic. Um, Tangerine, this movie about these two transsexual prostitutes in Los Angeles, like chasing down one of the women's boyfriends. Um, I'm trying to think. There's so. I mean, it's been a it's been a really good. I like Woman in Gold. That Helen Mirren and Ryan yeah. Reynolds movie, I think that's really good. Mississippi Grind. Have you seen everything? There's still some stuff coming out
0: you haven't seen, right? Um, and
1: Ryan Reynolds is really good. Uh, yeah, I there's heard still about, stuff I heard coming out. Mississippi Grind. Out. Mississippi good. Grind is really wonderful. It's and got Creed's going to win all the Oscars. You think? Really? <laughs> you know what I'm excited to <laughs> see? I'm the most excited for it. Crimson Peak. Oh. I'm really curious about this movie. I love Del Toro. Yeah. I think this movie looks really weird in a, gr- in a, really, in a great way. And I think there's some, there's some thing about it that we don't... We don't quite know. Hmm. Um, I like the Mission Impossible movie a lot. I mean, that what's the Oscar old.
0: favorite for best movie right now? Is there one?
1: I don't. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. And there, there isn't a clear thing. I think that that Truth movie with the Robert Redford and uh, Kate Blanchett is. People are kind of talking about that. The Martian, the walk. I yeah. mean, none of these things is really I don't know. This might be another this might be another interesting year where something where because there isn't something that seems engineered for Oscars, like Bridge of Spies, I guess that that could be that sort of movie. But I was getting my
0: my end of the podcast. I was listening to you the whole time. Oh, I was sure, just getting fine. my end of the podcast thing ready. Bring it So you know how much I love talented Mr. Ripley. Oh yeah. It's great. Time A how's the peeping <laughs> how's the peeping <laughs> peepin, Tommy so that was on last night I think Damon's a really interesting actor he's he's great that Mr. Ripley part and how he played it and all the weird mannerisms he had and how creepy and just everything he was in that movie has nothing in common with any other performance he's done and I don't um, think you can say that about a lot of A-list actors I mean Brad Pitt's had a couple of those um, were just like even like True Romance or um, Inglorious Bastards. No, there's
1: nobody. You know like what I mean? Like Matt Damon, as it turns out. But that's like the most.
0: It's it's just when the whole Damon legacy, because he can be Mar- the Martian Matt Damon, right? He's just a hero. He's trying to save stuff. He's trying right. to do whatever. But he's actually acting and creating this character. He's star. In creating he's all these really mannerisms,
1: it's. I think that's
0: the most interesting performance he's
1: done. I think he's the most underrated movie star who is a really good actor in the movies. Like, I agree. We all agree. That's why star. up, right? Um, but I gotta say, now you got me watching. You you have me watching Project Greenlight, and it was t- it was a rough first episode. I don't know. What I don't think to do. the editing helped him. I'm I'm a little bit in crisis because. Here is a person who I have, I have, I really think is the like pr- probably the best at what he does. Yeah, for a certain kind of thing. I mean, the informant. Yeah, I mean, he. The informant is. So you were troubled by his comments? Can I defend him because he's a Boston guy and I love Matt Damon? No, because I'm a Boston guy and I love Matt Damon too. And can I defend him because I watched Super Bowl forty nine with him? Go on. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a card for that one. So
0: go on. Uh, I don't think the editing helped him. But I, I think I know what the point he was trying to make. I, know I just it, think it I came know, out badly. I know the point. His point was, it's a contest and we can't change the rules now. This is a conversation we should have had earlier in the as we were figuring out who to pick. He, it just came off terribly.
1: He, he did it wrong. He did it wrong. I agree. He agreed. did it wrong. He was not wrong. His point wasn't wrong. His manner was wrong. And the wrongness of his manner, like really, I'm very attuned to these things because I know, people talk I know. to me well, that way. That's why I wanted of, you to watch it all the time. And hearing him say that to her, oh, it just wait really, a second. What
0: do you mean people talk to you? about I mean talk p- to you that way all the I, time. I,
1: I I get that sort of um oh like the brush you off. No, like, no, this yeah, isn't yeah, about race. Yeah, Shut up! I, you I, don't know no, what you're you talking don't about. know what you're talking about. Yeah, like yeah. you can't tell me. Right. Don't you can't tell me what what that is. So basically,
0: don't tell a black person that they're perceiving a situation involving a black issue a certain that they're wrong about that. that. Right. I get and, it.
1: And you know, I know what he's thinking too. Like I know I know where his brain probably is in that moment, but he needs to just let it go and accept the fact that he did something that upset somebody in a very specific way, and it's not up to you to tell the person that you didn't mean it that way. That's how it is. That's what I'm hearing. Right. And that's the dog whistle that gets triggered. I don't know. That moment was really amazing to me. Um I'm we, not the show's not that great, but it is totally oh, fascinating. I think it's, it's so there's it's been really three. fascinating.
0: I'm not saying this just because uh And I'm I've, watching it only because of you. Well, and I would have liked the show anyway. I mean, obviously I have a I'm gonna do a show for HBO next spring, and right. um, that's kind of my team now. But I've always liked the Project Greenlight franchise. The last season wasn't that good, but this season. Um, they picked a guy, I don't know if they picked him intentionally, but he's the most entitled disaster. Yes. I mean, he's a disaster. He's great. Effie's a good reality character. Mark Shh. Jobert, my old friend from way back <laughs> when, he's a good reality character. Damon and Affleck come in and out. Like it's a good show.
1: It's a good show. And it, I mean, if you're interested in how your mediocre to bad movies get made, this is a really, I mean, because you know what? making I am. a movie is a miracle.
0: I am very interested in how mediocre to bad movies get made. Right. I mean, Effie's like, I've done 17 low budget movies. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've heard of two of them. Congratulations, I mean, Effie. you know,
1: she, I, I really, I, loved Effie. I love Effie. I love her on this show. I've never met her. Um, I, don't, I told you I have I a non-sexual have. crush on her. Really? Yeah. Like I just want to
0: have coffee with her. No,
1: she seems like a wonderful person.
0: You know who my all time non-sexual crush And was? she's really beloved among the people in that, in that world. Who's your all-time non-sexual crush? All-time non-sexual. Someone you just want to hang out with. Wasn't romantic at all.
1: There's two. There's, there's a lot. I mean, is you that, know. Oh, this is this
0: going to put you in an awkward position? Um. Yeah. You, look, you have that. Uh, I feel awkward. Does the awkward person look. have to
1: be famous? Let's yeah. just stick with famous people. Famous people. people yeah. Um,
0: it's Joe Fuentes,
1: isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Joe Fuentes is a person I could hang out with all the time. Oh, no, I know. So pick a famous person. Uh, I mean, can I be honest with you? Yeah. It probably, it used to be Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, no, we have a lot of healing. <laughs> um, But I'll pick I'll pick someone else. Uh, I mean, a lot of people I just don't want to meet. And I'm, Anne Hathaway is a really good example of somebody who, and this is maybe the reason she doesn't work in movies that well. I would love to hang out with Anne Hathaway. I would love to just sort of spend like an evening at a dinner party with Anne Hathaway, not even talking to her, just being in the middle in a conversation with her because she seems smart. She seems interesting, and she seems to have a personality that exists beyond what goes on in this town. So, this is embarrassing. Okay, my
0: all-time—I I mean, I've had a million non-sexual crushes. Mm-hmm. All I do is have crushes. You have a are, lot, that, that, of yeah, yeah have a lot of crushes. My wife's fine some of with them it. bring tears to your eyes. Well, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle yeah, yeah that was one. Oh. <laughs> I was just watching her ride on the piano in the Baker
1: Boys. She's so good in that movie. She's great in that movie. God bless Michelle. Pfeiffer. Why don't Anne Hathaway is fabulous? Oh baby my That's god! Right. There you go. That's know. what she needs to That's do. That's the
0: part she needs.
1: Anne Hathaway, get a musical going. I was
0: telling somebody younger than me. I can't remember who to see that movie. They hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. It was a female. It was somebody I'm friends with, and I was like, um, "Well, it's Michelle Pfeiffer's
1: best movie, so start there." But I was like, "Well, Batman Returns is her." Our, Best performance, I just her highest per. Yeah, I think so. Um, but
0: I was like, uh, "Do you like do you like characters, good looking guys that never really achieved their destiny, and now they're just smoking cigarettes and playing the piano in lounges?" And they because they're is tortured by love. Yeah. Well, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, no, no like but the yeah, yeah, they're both really. I was like, I think that movie's kind of endured. Did I, she it? See doesn't it? matter. Um, not yet. But okay. nineteen eighty nine feels dated but it's not that movie's not dated no
1: and anyway here's
0: my non-sexual three of them crush really good what about 1994 range mm-hmm. janine garofalo I, I was in boston i was always like that's just a she, great one this is before she went off the triple deep end yes but if she's on sanders yes. she's sarcastic she's in reality bites her I'm like, stand-up was really her stand-up good was then. great she, was she did so that chameleon good. routine and and i was just like this is the female friend I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. My whole life. I've, mm-hmm. I've wanted this friend. I've wanted to like go get coffee and smoke cigarettes and talk about weird shit yeah, yeah. with this
1: exact person. Janine Garofalo is and I don't, that is perfect. That was her appeal, though, yeah. too. And that's how the movie tried she to. She betrayed use her. it. She didn't want she'd want to be that person. <laughs> she, she I don't know. She got, she got freaked out by that. Colbert is somebody else I'd like to hang out with. Colbert. Colbert. I don't know. That's I mean, I think this is why he's gonna. He's going to occupy an interesting space in that late night conversation because he's so personable in this version of himself and people, he is getting things out of people that, that nobody else really gets. Um, I think David Green on NPR is a really, is the best non camera, like the best radio interviewer and Colbert, I think is actually, he might be the best TV interviewer. He's really good. I'm excited to challenge the throne in April. I got to say, and I was talking to somebody about
0: this. And don't the other think day. I won't use nudity to my own advantage. Cause it's on HBO. I'll take, be naked the whole I'll time. I'll take off my care. clothes.
1: Yeah. If I get invited, I'll, I'll go, I'll
0: let the ball sway out a little bit. It's HBO. <laughs> Put the little bit, the brief nudity chiron before the show starts. So people are like, Oh, <laughs> brief nudity.
1: What? <laughs> I am. I will take my clothes off for you. But, Thank you. Uh, what was my point? I don't know about Com- Oh, you. It was about you. Um, there's something that happens to my brain and I'm sure that I've talked to some other people about this. There's something about talking to you that is just really pleasurable and it's not because we're friends because we weren't friends when we first started talking. True. The moment when the moment that I decided to take this job, I was standing in a vestibule at 30th street station in Philadelphia on the way to see my parents. And we talked about going to can and we talked about Troy Aikman and we talked about, um, what else did we talk about? We talked about magic and I was just, I got so excited talking to you and I just thought, how can I not? Cause I was on the fence about what to do. Well, you were leaving. Bit. You, you,
0: I think you had won the Pulitzer at that point. It was after the, and Pulitzer, you were working yes. for the Boston globe. Yes. And you, and we were trying to get you write for our little ragtag website.
1: No, I was already writing for the well, site. But, I but, mean like really
0: write right. for it. Like it would be your only job.
1: Right. Uh, that conversation and the knowledge that I'd be working with, like, or near Alex was, I mean, that conversation, it just convinced me. I just, I just had thank such you. a good time talking to you. And I just thought, I mean, I don't know. There's a chemical thing that I think happens when you talk to some people. When you interview um, them, yeah. And I, I love talking to you. Well, It's, thank just, you. it's great. You were going to be great. Thank you. You already well, are great, but you're going to be, you're going to be, that show is going to be really great if your brain is allowed to work the way it works. Thank you. This way.
0: Well, let's try to get through the next 45 seconds without getting emotional. I'm, I'm um,
1: not, I'm not going to get emotional at all. All
0: right. Yeah. Look that way. You don't have to make eye contact. <laughs> right. with me. Um, you. You've been an awesome friend. <laughs> you were a huge part of Grandland.
1: Stop. Just read your
0: thing. You were a huge part of Grandland behind the scenes. Are you read Is that what you're reading or are you reading an ad? No, that's not my pre Read role. the ad.
1: Thank or whatever you. whatever
0: it is. Thank you for everything. <laughs>
1: you're welcome. Um, Thank you.
0: I am rooting for you at the New York Times. You have an open spot on that mic, on the phone. Okay. Whatever you want. Call me up. Yeah. We, we, yeah. It's we're, good. we're good. We're good. We're good. We're always in the same team. I'm not crying. Um. Yeah. We're still teammates. We're still We're not teammates. on the same team, but you're my we're fucking teammate. Teammates. Yes, yeah. we're. All right. That's it for the Bill Simmons podcast. <laughs> Uh, We got another one coming, Joe House. We're going to do NFL picks and a whole bunch of stuff. Thank you to Wesley Morris. Uh, One last thing. Don't forget, my podcast listeners can use promo code BS for the SeatGeek app. They get a $20 rebate off the first SeatGeek purchase you count as a podcast listener. That's right, because you're listening to this, so do it. Every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is backed by a 100% guarantee. It's the best way to buy tickets. To redeem your promo code, download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code BS and don't forget to go to the billsimmonspodcast.com cuz you get all these podcasts here thanks for listening talk to you soon